don't even know what's coming up next. Right? We think we do. But how many times have you made plans and then what's next is something altogether different? You all, he's so good. What he's shown me is that even when I'm all trembly and jittery and I feel like I can't get a word out of my mouth and like I'm ready to cry and ready to give up, I just take one step by faith at a time. I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm so glad that you could join us for Bridges today, and I'm so glad that all of you could come out and join us in the WHTN studio audience for Bridges today, and we're going to talk about something that all of us have had some experience with, and that is the subject of being under pressure. Have you ever been under pressure? Yeah, we all have, and we've all heard somebody at one time say, ah, oh, I'm under so much pressure I could just blow a gasket. You know, we've been there. It's like exploding situations, things that are urgent, things that need our attention, and we don't know how to respond or when to respond. But what we do know is that we want that pressure to go away. So today we're going to talk about grace under pressure and how God has a plan for each of us when we're under pressure to be able to walk in his grace and a grace that will allow us to bear up and to endure and to deal with in a healthy way the pressure that we're under. So when we talk about grace under pressure today, we're going to start looking at uh, two different things, uh, one pressure and then grace. And I want us to say, uh, to start out with, Pressure comes from a lot of different areas, different people, different places, different things. But one area that we all have in common, one area that pressure comes is from the inside of us. So look with me if you've got your Bible, at Romans 7, and I'm going to read starting there in verses 18, something that uh, the Apostle Paul says that speaks to all of us. He says, and I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. He says, I've discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. So Paul talks about this internal battle or this pressure that comes from inside of us. And he says that, you know, that is our sin nature. And here's the current situation. <laughs> we all have a sin nature. And until we go to be with Jesus forever in heaven, if we know him, have called on him to be our savior, have asked him to forgive our sins, to be cleansed with the blood of Christ, until we're in heaven, that inner pressure or that battle is going to be with us every single day. That doesn't go away. Now, do we grow more mature as we grow up in the Lord? Yes. Do the same temptations bother us after serving him for 10 years as what happened when we were first a Christian? No, we will grow. But that battle, what I'm saying is that that pressure, that sin nature is going to be with us until we go live to be with Christ forever. So we have to first understand 
that when we talk about pressure, that inward pressure, that part of dealing with that is to understand that that is a battle that every human being faces every single day. That pressure is always going to be there. And until we go be with Jesus and the weight of sin is lifted from us forever, hallelujah, we're going to be dealing with it. Now, this doesn't mean that we're doomed because he says that he gives us power and dominion over sin. His word says that his grace is sufficient for us. But one thing that I've learned is that it's very important to acknowledge what is real and to acknowledge what is true and not to live in denial and to think just because I'm born again that the pressure to do wrong or that the pressure to sin is no longer going to be there. Because there is a verse that says, take heed when you think you stand, lest you fall. You know, you've all heard people say, I've got this. I would never, ever, ever, ever do that. They did that, but I would not do that. This is what I would have done. And what I've learned is I don't ever say never. <laughs> and I don't think that I'm better than anybody else. And if a scandal happens in somebody else's life, I keep my mouth shut and I pray because I know that that could be me. That could be somebody in my family. We all have that inward pressure, that sin nature that is calling out and demanding for us to obey. Now, we don't have to. I'm just saying we need to recognize that it's there. I've shared with many of you that years ago, I struggled with anger and I struggled with rage. And when I would get angry, I would say anything to anybody at any time. And I just didn't care. I would just pummel people with the words of my mouth. And I destroyed relationships. I made my home miserable. You know, a lot of things happen. Sin is ugly. And when I found myself under pressure, somehow I felt powerful to be yelling and screaming. And that's how I kept people at a distance was to yell and scream. Even when I was born again, I did this. And I used foul language and I'm not glorifying it or saying it's right. I'm saying God's goodness found me where I was and by the power of the Holy Spirit and by my admission that I have this sin nature and by my admission that I had reckless anger and rage with God's help, I was able to stop that. And it, for me, it didn't happen like deliverance in a moment. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. 
Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It happened in a process. And God's goodness just kept being showered to me. And when, when, when I would get under all this pressure and I wanted to uh, make myself look right, do you know what I mean? or to be right, or if I felt that I was being attacked or that I was being um, accused, I would, and I would feel the Holy Spirit just deep inside that unction come up and I would realize, you know, Monica, you've been born again. You've been born again. You don't have to do this. You don't have to go down this path. So there is hope when we choose God's grace and God's way. But when we're under pressure to understand that our sin nature is going to rise up and try to trap us. But God says, God says he's given us power and dominion over sin. But a part of that victory, a part of that grace, God's grace under pressure is to acknowledge that there is this sin nature and that that is our current situation and that even though we've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus and we know that someday we're going to be with the king forever, for right now, this battle and that pressure exists. There's also pressure from the outside. We live in a fallen world. So everywhere we go, be that at church, be that at home, outside on the playground, at work, there's pressure from all of these different people places, and things. Look with me at Romans 8, and I'm going to start there in uh, verse 18 when, when we talk about outside pressure from the outside. And this will give you great comfort. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is eagerly waiting for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Now watch this. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when we will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up into the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights <laughs> as his adopted children, including the new bodies he promised us. Now, I read that verse because it, says some really important things to us 
if we'll really read it, look at it, and listen to it. First, it says, man, the stuff we're going through right now, this pressure right here on planet Earth, this suffering that we all know about, you all know, we have grief, we have tragic losses, we lose people in our families. Sometimes there's financial re reversals, sometimes there are life-controlling problems, sometimes we suffer from rejection, addictions. There is enough pain and tragedy all around us and we live on this fallen planet Earth, but it says that what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that's going to be revealed. Now, that's some good news. Because, you know, some of us right here in the studio and some of you watching by way of TV or Internet, you've had a lot of tragedy. There have been a lot of tears. There have been a lot of moments that you thought... <laughs> I just don't want to do this anymore. Don't think I can take another step. Don't want to take another step. I might have to take another step, but this is not really what I signed up for. And yet God's word says all of that suffering is nothing compared to the glory that he's going to reveal to us later. This means we've got a lot to look forward to. So one of the things to remember when pressure is bubbling up inside of you or all around you, remember this is not all there is. There is a glory that we don't know anything about that we've not seen and it is our inheritance and it is coming to us. And in the meantime, he is with us every step of the way. But then it says, against its will, creation was subjected to the curse. And then it goes on and says that all of creation has been groaning. In other words, even all of creation is going through pressure right now. When, when man fell and the earth came under a curse, that affected the earth, the trees, the grass, the flowers, the animals. It affected, sin affects everything and everybody. When we're sinning, we think, ah, oh, this is just about me. I'm getting myself some relief, and we don't see the end of it, that the consequences of sin affect everybody that we know, and sometimes even people that we don't know and will never meet. But this verse is talking about creation is groaning for when the children of God will truly be revealed. So there's pressure everywhere. It comes from our sin nature, creation, is under this curse and is groaning because creation knows this is not all there is. Creation knows we want to see God's full plan. We want to see people restored. We want to be in our rightful place. So there is this pressure that we experience because we know that where we are now is not all there is. And what the enemy and what our own sin nature works to do is say, well, you know what? There's a lot of pressure down here on planet Earth and there's just no way out for me. So I just need to sin. I just need to give in. I just need to compromise. I just need to make bad decisions because everything is just so bad down here. And yet what God's word says is look with hope to the future. What we're going through is nothing compared to what he's going to do in us and through us. So don't give in to the pressure to sin, the pressure to compromise, the pressure to lie, the pressure to sell yourself short, because there's more. 
And part of what we have to do with this battle of pressure is just to recognize that there is one and then to fully submit ourselves to God. Like, don't hold anything back. A long time ago, there was this game that we used to play, and I don't know if any of you have heard of it, the Hokey Pokey. <laughs> Had some fun music, you know, you put your right hand in, you put your right hand out, and then you turn yourself about, but you all, God doesn't play Hokey Pokey with us. You can't like put your right hand in on Monday and then take it back out on Tuesday and Sunday be, oh, Holy Ghost filled and Wednesday be whatever. Part of defeating pressure and walking in God's grace is to submit to God. That means to acknowledge him in all of our ways. That means to obey what he says. That means to be cognizant that we're in this world of a battle and that in order to overcome pressure, we've got to submit to God. And then it says that we have to resist the devil. Amen. So these are active words like submit, that's a verb. <laughs> resist, that's a verb. So it doesn't mean that we just sit in a chair all day long and pray, though sitting in a chair is good and praying is good. But there's sometimes we have to say to ourselves, self, you are going to submit yourself to God. And sometimes to resist the devil, we've got to stand up in the name of Jesus and say, I have submitted myself to God and Satan, I resist you. And the word of God says, you must flee. So to walk in grace under pressure means that we have to do something. And if you have to say, I submit myself to God and I resist the devil out loud, we'll just go ahead and say it out loud. Amen. It's not that God is deaf. It's that we need to know where we stand. Amen. Sometimes I have to say that really, really loud. You ever been under a lot of pressure? And sometimes the pressure is just coming from the outside and it's coming from the inside and an old habit or an old way of speaking or an old way of doing just seems like it would bring so much comfort. That's a lie. It brings a world of hurt. And what God says is to submit to him, to resist the devil, and he promises that the devil will flee. Even when pressure is absolutely everywhere. And there have been a few times in my life, honestly, that I've just felt like, you know, if it wasn't for my skin holding me together, that I would just be everywhere. Have you ever experienced that feeling? Like where even if my face looks calm, everything within me is absolutely jittery and trembly. And I think that everybody can see it and maybe everybody can't see it. But I, all I know is, oh, I just want this feeling to go away. Like, Jesus, make it go away. And you know something I've learned? He doesn't always make that go away. Sometimes, and you might think that's not good news, you all, he's so good. What he's shown me is that even when I'm all trembly and jittery and I feel like I can't get a word out of my mouth and like I'm ready to cry and ready to give up, I just take one step by faith at a time. One step of obedience at a time. Grace under pressure doesn't necessarily look or feel perfect. It doesn't necessarily look or feel religious. 
It's a matter of in our present moment, under all that pressure, being able to say, God, I didn't feel like I signed up for this. I might not like it, might not want to do it, but God, your grace is sufficient for me. If he says his grace is sufficient, then his grace is sufficient. Look with me at 2 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read verses 5 through 10. And this is the Apostle Paul talking. He's talking, he says, start, starts out, that experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weaknesses. Now that's something, you guys, to boast about your weaknesses, because the world's way is to boast about your strengths, to boast about your accomplishments to boast about what will make you valued by other people. And Paul says, I'm just going to, I'll boast in my weaknesses. He said, if I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I'd be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I've received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from being proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me, and to keep me from being proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So when we talk about grace under pressure, one of the things that we have to understand is that we need to accept God's grace. We can fight the grace of God. And we do many times because stuff comes into our life that we don't want and that we don't like, and we want to pray it away, we want to confess it away, and we just think, God, I don't want this. And Paul is saying in his own life, when that messenger of Satan was sent to torment him, he was thinking, you know, I don't want this. Who would want a messenger of Satan to torment them, to keep them from being proud? And I know that great theologians and ministers and philosophers, you know, want to debate about what the messenger of Satan is or was. The Bible says it's a messenger of Satan, so I think we should just leave it at that because we don't know. We know that it tormented Paul and that it bothered him so much that three times he cried out to the Lord, take it from me. We all know in the studio and you all watching by TV or on the internet, there are things that we've asked God, take it from me. And you all, sometimes he does, but sometimes he doesn't. But when he doesn't, don't get mad at him. Don't think that he doesn't love you anymore. Don't look at Sister Bertha who God took something away from her and think, well, he did it for her and he won't do it for me. When we've asked God to take it and he doesn't or he hasn't yet, we say his grace is sufficient for us. That his power works best in our weakness. Now, that being the case, 
that's so awesome because I know that I am terribly weak. <laughs> I know that. Uh, in my own strength, I am scared of my own shadow. But when I'm able to accept God's grace, when I'm under pressure, when I'm able to walk in God's grace and to say, God, your grace is sufficient for me. You all, grace is a powerful thing. We will say in the, a correct definition of grace is the unmerited favor of God. But it is even more than the unmerited favor of God. Yes, God saves us by grace. We can't earn it. We can't pay him back for it. There's nothing that we can do to be good enough. He just gives us his grace because he loves us and because he wants us to be his children. Grace is also the supernatural enablement to do the will of God. Grace is not a license to sin. Grace is not a license to compromise. Grace is a supernatural enablement to do the will of God that even when every force of hell is coming against us, even when people have betrayed us, even when we have been treated unfairly, when we are mocked, when we are insulted, when we feel like we are on our last leg, His grace is there for us to say, you don't have to fold under pressure. His grace is there to say to us, I will give you every ounce of strength that you need to be victorious if you will just quit fighting me and accept my grace. Don't always look for the shortcut. That's not always the best way. Sometimes the only way out is through. And we walk through with him being the glory and the lifter of our head and his grace being sufficient. God's grace is bigger than our pressure. God's grace is more powerful than our pressure. God's grace sees us from the beginning to the end. All we know is what's behind us, right? And we know what's right now. We don't even know what's coming up next, right? We think we do, but how many times have you made plans and then what's next is something altogether different? I've made plans for trips that never happened. I've made plans, you know, to do just a small event and that didn't happen. Like something else came up and it was impossible. But God's grace sees from beginning to end. So grace under pressure is about accepting God's grace to do what we cannot do on our own, to recognize that there is this battle and that the only way to be victorious is to walk in Christ. God's grace give, gives us everything we need for pressures of life in this fallen world. His grace will keep us from blowing a gasket <laughs> when we're under pressure. We don't have to be gasket blowers anymore. We can walk with grace, grace and more grace. Just accept it because he loves you, because he's good. He wants us to walk in wholeness. In just a couple of moments, Jennifer McGill is going to join us here in the studio audience and talk to some of you about grace under pressure and what you've learned today. We're so glad that all of you uh, could be joining us today. We want you to stay with us as Jennifer comes and to remember that God's grace for you is always, always, always sufficient. Would you like to be a part of a Bridges Studio audience production? 
Visit monicaschmelter.com slash calendar to sign up. You can purchase a copy of today's show for $15. Call us at 615-754-0039 or send a check to the address on your screen. Be sure to mention the program number. I'm Jennifer McGill, and I'm here with Angeline, and we just listened to a great message from Monica about grace under pressure. So I wanted to ask you, Angeline, was there a piece of what Monica spoke about today that really impacted you or made you think about something you've been going through recently? Yes. On the way over here, my emissions light came on on the dashboard. So grace under pressure. Last week, I panicked. I missed very important dates that I need to be at. Didn't go because I took the car right to the dealership, which we know how much that costs. Yes. So then I thought it was fixed, but it came on this morning and I said, Lord, I am not going to miss this session. And it's really important to remember that even in what someone may consider a small detail, you know, a mechanical thing, I mean, we can explode even in, in the smallest of life moments and how important it is to let God's grace take over everything. I, I actually, that reminds me of times that, that I used to hokey pokey and I used to just put a little bit of myself into God's grace and fight it a bit. Do you have a time that you can look back on and say, okay, I used to hokey pokey that, right? We were talking a little bit about anger, but tell me a little bit about a hokey pokey time that now is, is much stronger with God's grace. Well, it used to be anger. I had some issues with that. And I remember I bought this book and it said anger is a choice on the front cover. Well, I started reading it and I got so angry I threw the book across the room. So I thank God that I've been delivered from that anger. I do, too. I do, too. Well, I love it that we're, neither of us are hokey-poking anymore with God's grace. And I'm Jennifer McGill. This has been Angeline. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for joining us at Bridges. You can find the full episode as well as study guides online at monicaschmelter.com. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kainos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.